What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. Happy Father's Day to all the men that are fathers out here. And if you're not a father, but you think you're a papacito, I'm no one to find you. So <laughs> congratulations to you too. Also, I want to congratulate all the African-American people that watch me on their Juneteenth celebration, even though it has been a little bit controversial this year. But if you celebrate Juneteenth, congratulations to you okay so guys today's show it's a little bit of an impromptu show i'm not supposed to officially come back till july <laughs> look at radical what's up radical he's like i hate your background you're not black <laughs> i want to say hi to the people in the chat i see that radical latino afro hispanics and afro portuguese Jose Daniel Valencia are already on the chat. So guys, thank you for tuning in and start the chat already. Um, yes, I do have uh, <laughs> Juneteenth uh, background in, uh, you know, to honor our African-American brothers and sisters that also are part of this community. Now, I also want to say hi to the people watching this on the replay, to the people that listen to me on Spotify. Guys, you guys rock. I will be back officially in July with more of Latin explaining. Trust me, we're not backing down. We're still very much here. I have taken the longest hiatus ever, but this topic needed to be addressed, okay? Because, hmm... The tea is just too good, okay? Uh, before I do that, I want to encourage everybody to hit that like button because it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me grow my platform. So if you're here, uh, please hit the like button. I'm only asking for that. I'm also saying hi to the people that are listening on Facebook and Twitch live also. Um, and I want to finally say hi to my beloved that's also watching me from afar. Um, and also to my mom and whoever else is watching me <laughs> live as I'm speaking. I see that radical Latino, it's already with the with the trolling out here. He's like as an Ecuadorian, Dominican, Indian, Spanish-speaking, American, food-eating astronaut and filmmaker, I feel welcome. Well, guys, let's dive already into it, okay? Uh, last night, we had a very controversial uh, stream on Radical Latino's channel. Once I'm done with this stream, I'm going to link below in the description box that stream so you can watch in order what I'm talking about. Uh, so definitely, guys, um, that stream was very controversial because we had psychorias on it. So basically, we were talking about different topics. The main topic was not related to Jim Crow laws or anything of the likes. It was supposed to be about uh, basically uh, indigenous uh, how and how all of us Latinos could claim indigenous or we should not, which I believe, no, a person like me doesn't look indigenous at all. I think it's disrespectful and somewhat inappropriate for, you know, a Latina like myself to claim that I'm indigenous just because I probably have 3% of Taino. <laughs> um, so uh, moving aside from that, the topic of 
Latinos and some black folk moving into voting for more Republicans. Uh, look at radical. Oh no, copyright. <laughs> you already gave me permission with uh, witnesses. So sorry. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but seriously. Um, there was this topic where we're talking about where Latinos are moving into voting more for Republican and conservative. Uh, oh my God, look at radical Latino. Indigenous DNA in Latin American circles, Jesus Christ. Um, basically, we are voting more Republican and, and people say it's because it aligns more with our values because um, basically, you know, we're basically going back to our roots and what have you. But in reality, I mean, I got to somewhat agree. Then this person called Psychorias uh jumps into this claiming that he's latino i i honestly can confirm nor deny but i i i don't believe anyone on this spaces and it's not because i'm trying to discredit where they are because i think it's disrespectful but i honestly don't tend to believe people right off the bat uh but i respect what they choose to say they represent but he claims that he is everything and also including that he's Latino from Louisiana. I don't know if you're Latino from Louisiana, but if you are in Louisiana and you're Latino, please comment on this uh, comment section. I've never met a Latino that grew up in Louisiana and I would love to talk to you. So uh, from that premise, one thing that was really funny to me is the fact that he tried to use the fact that we were getting kerosene bats at the border as a result of Jim Crow. He literally said that, uh, well, I'm going to let him uh, speak really on this so you guys can get um, basically the premise of um, like what I'm starting to talk about today. Because he basically is using uh, this talking point about like, if we both Republican, they're anti-Black, they're anti-you, and I'm here to prove to all of my people that are all the expectators here and all the Latin explainers and the people that are not Latin explainers as well, that the concept of brown people did not exist before Jim Crow. And even during Jim Crow, the concept of brown did not exist. So let's go, uh, let's go and start listening to what Psycho Rias uh, claim to know yesterday, but sadly I could not get my point across because he overshadowed everyone, even radical. So let's go listen to what Psycho Rias had to say. In my region do not take political office. They don't know the laws. I'm not saying all of them, but I noticed it's trend of accuracy and Hispanic people not knowing the laws, not knowing their rights. The on time is for a presidential, they're not voting for certain judges, they're voting for wrong judge. And then when they get, oh, Democrat party not helping us, but then I'm not going for Republican because you have Republicans who don't want you here. You I mean they can go back into the the the, the Eisenhower WICK uh, operation thing and kick you out of here if you're illegal. They're doing that right now. Uh even Biden's president, okay? But it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not you got you gotta be very careful going full Republican because if you do, we can sadly get back Jim Crow and all that. 
other stuff and God forbid we go back to that. I'm glad that um, we're changing that. We start to learn, but it's not just Democrats not doing things. No, I, I, I feel what you're saying. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and I agree. Like, don't like go change, change what we've been doing so far because it hasn't been working, but don't go full out because that's still going to probably hurt us in the long mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I agree. I agree with that. Um, Denise. Uh, give us, give us your delightful wisdom, <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> I, think, I think people are not gonna like my. Well, some people might like what I have to say, right? So you guys kind of got like, hey, Roishers, what's up? So some of you guys now get where I'm coming from, uh, you know, somewhat. When and by the way, Roishers, you know. I talk a lot. I understand that and I know that. But you know, you talk even more than me. But I'm going to tell you something. I have a newfound love for you after dealing with psychorias. Okay. That, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, going back to the topic. Um, this dude basically is trying to slightly jab into the fact that the whole migration or anti-migration uh, sentiment that this country has, uh, that has always existed, by the way, uh, comes from Jim Crow. I'm going to uh, continue to play this so you guys can hear what I started talking about yesterday. And I'll continue with the rest of my commentary, but pay attention to what I have to say and then what Psychorias is saying. But I I'm going to disagree. Screw you. I'm going <laughs> to disagree with you and I'm oh, going to explain you why. Okay, Hold okay. on. And I'm going to disagree with what Psychorias said. Segregation, <laughs> segregation never affected Latinos uh, the way it affected Black people. There's overwhelming evidence that we live in the white section of America. There's proof of that, that that's out there. Go and do your own research. I can show you proof, but that's the truth. The we, didn't what? Live, we didn't live in the black section of America during segregation. So of course we don't know what that feels. So uh -huh. segregation and Jim Crow did not affect the Latinos like it affected black folk, which is why we even have a problem explaining to some Latinos what segregation was to African-Americans. Now, with uh, regards of the Republican and the Democrat situation, look, I supported Donald Trump in 2016. I think I've said this many times. I supported him in 2020. I don't care if people call me a Trumper, a Trumpet, <laughs> whatever the hell. Uh -huh. I'm going to explain. You have to understand Latinos vote for whoever puts money in our pocket. That's True. how it happens in our countries, and it will happen in America as well. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I don't. Can you let me speak? I was agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah, but just I don't. I think I can do without the the commentary. He's your, he's your ad lib. He's your ad lib. <laughs> so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, with that being said, I don't think if if problems arise with us supporting Republicans, oh. I don't think that we will stay within the Republican Party because, like I said, Latinos, we tend to go where we get paid. We always have done that. We will do that forever. So people tend to use, when we're arguing this situation with, um, you know, Republicans and Democrats, we have to analyze the truth and stop lying to ourselves. If we're going to say, 
oh, uh, Republicans are building a wall. Let's keep mm -hmm. it real. Half that border is built. If you go to Mexico, there is a wall between Mexico and neighboring countries. Every country has a wall. The Dominican Republic is building a wall against Haiti. That's normal in any country. It's standard. Now, whose wars? And that is the issue, which is why most people are going to vote for Republicans. Democrats are so bad and suck so much at their job that Republicans are looking like a savior. And that is the reason why mm -hmm. Latinos that are more awakened to this stuff and every American, because it's even <laughs> happening with African-Americans right now. Yeah, I, I, I we are I voting for these people because Democrats are really that bad. Yeah, and we I, don't I, have I, a third I, option. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, mm -hmm. we don't have a third, a third option right now. Yes, Look at the, the stuff that um it's going on well, even the, here. The in independent party, the independent party could be a third option, right? That's what I was gonna say. But how much? How much? How much promotion and how mm -hmm. much invitation to our homes? independent That's parties true. No, that, that, for example that is true. That is i'm true. a big supporter of the people's party i started supporting that party in 2020 you can research it and in reality they let us down all of their supporters we support them with our money we support them with spreading <laughs> the word we support them with their social media everything possible and we're talking the people of the likes of jimmy Dore, tim black even nina turner all these people, uh, all these people join this. Even people in the military, former military people, join this party to promote it. We have the convention online, and where are they right now? Well, they yeah. let us down. And now I'm not going to continue. If you want to watch the rest of this, of course, it's up on Radical Latinos channel because I know he gave me permission, but I can't abuse uh, and milk his stream over here. <laughs> but. You guys get the point of what was told. After that, if you want to see how Psycho Raya's started just spewing stupidity and his opinion, go ahead and watch what Radical Latino broadcasted yesterday. Now, my uh, what I tried to express yesterday, now I have to bring it to my platform, uh, episode 183, that's right, look at, look at uh, Radical, episode 183 on Radical Latinos platform. Um, so basically, and remember, I'm going to put it in the description box below once I'm done with the show. So if you don't remember this at the end of this show, just go to the description box and the, the full show will be there. Trust me, it's wild. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> anyway, going back to... Uh, what i was talking about my show comes as a response because there's a lot of misconceptions that we have to break down today so that people can get a clear picture of what we're talking about and first of all i want to say i don't have a dog in the fight if anything i am latina by just talking about this stuff i know i'm gonna get the usual slow tech uh telling me that i'm anti-latino but i'm just here to state what history says I'm not here to insert my opinion like Psycho Rias does or like many other Latinos that are trying to rewrite history to make themselves look better. I'm here to show the actual truth based on facts. Fact number one, the majority of Latinos living here before or during Jim Crow 
were not Puerto Ricans, Cubans, Dominicans, South Americans, were Mexican or Mexican-American. And I have the graphics to prove it. Now, if you look at the, the Mexican population here, in the early 1900s, there was 103,400 Mexican and Mexican-Americans out here. They were the immigrants that came out here. And you see all throughout the 1910, 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60, that that number did not even arose to a million immigrants that came here. As a matter of fact, as a result of the depression, there were uh, close to 400,000 Mexicans that returned to Mexico looking for jobs. It wasn't up until after the civil rights, moves, uh, civil rights movement and PL 934, which is the public law that established uh, the term Hispanic, uh, that we saw a large population of Mexicans moving in here. But in reality, they were the first Latinos that actually had to go elbow to elbow with the Americans. It wasn't Ricans, it wasn't Cubans, it wasn't Dominicans, it wasn't Peruvians, it was Mexican folk. They were the first Latinos that represented us out here and that basically started the Latin community that we have today. With that being said, if you still have your doubts, let's go to the Puerto Rican numbers. In the 1910, there was 1,513 Ricans here. By 1920, 11,800, because around this time, we started promoting through Luis Muñoz Marin and a little bit later, the bootstrap, Operation Bootstrap, that allowed a lot of people in Puerto Rico to come to the US to work. Now, this population in 1930 grew to 52,774. That's nowhere near the amount of Mexican folk that were here already. Now, by 1940, it was close to 70,000. Now, what happened between now, 1940 and 1950? More people continued to come out here but the population of Puerto Ricans did not grow as expected. Why? Because of the Great Depression. It was suspected that 10,000 Puerto Ricans between 1930 and 1934 returned to Puerto Rico because there was no jobs out here. As a matter of fact, many Puerto Ricans, thousands of Puerto Ricans received help from the Dominicans to actually work in the Dominican Republic so that they could survive the Great Depression that the U.S. was experiencing. So it makes absolutely sense that there wasn't a substantial presence of Ricans out here compared to the Mexican presence. So of course, we were basically our own ethnic group. Now, going back, now that we establish which kind of Latinos we're talking about during those times, now we know, uh, look at Radical, he's like anti-Latina, don't listen. So, I'm sorry. So basically, when people talk about the kerosene bats and all this stuff, these things, these concentration camps that we have and we had in the past, they're still happening today. The, they just call them ICE detention centers, but the, the practices that are going in there are still the same. 
uh, Latina, Mexican, and Central American women's bodies are still being desecrated. We know there's whistleblowers that have established that amongst the ICE uh, detention center. I don't know if you guys are aware that there was a point where there were riots uh, at the border because Mexican and Central American women were being forced to strip naked so that um, federal officials could take pictures of their naked bodies and they were all over the bars of Texas and Arizona. And there were Mexican women that resisted and started a riot. So that's still happening. And Jim Crow ended in the 60s. So with that being said, it's basically what I was uh, talking about yesterday. Jim Crow laws were not something that we experienced. First of all, the majority of Afro-Latinos are not in Mexico and Central America. Now, I have said many, 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 many times that we have different types of Latinos and that we should segregate according to our needs. But people often insult me and call me all kinds of stuff. Oh my God, look at Radical. He's like, O-M-F-G, MK, control your wife, this is all lies. Now, there's more stuff that we got to discuss. There was people, and you might wonder, because I've seen people that got, like, their, rough, their, their feathers got ruffled a little bit when I posted the receipts that I posted on, uh, on, on Instagram, like I said last night that I was going to do. When people came at me, and one of the arguments that Radical Latino and many other Latinos use is the Mendes case. And the problem that I have with the Mendes case is that people actually, I don't, I don't, I don't mean any disrespect to people, right? But if you don't look and read between the lines, you're not going to understand this case. Okay. This case was never about ending segregation. The only reason why you see Latinos right now using this aspect to kind of say that we contributed into uh, the civil rights movement or its advancement. The Latinos of that era, and I'm talking about Mexican and Mexican-Americans because there wasn't a substantial uh, Rican community. We were basically the second group of Latinos that came here, but it wasn't uh, substantial at that time. So we're talking basically about Mexican, Mexican-Americans. Mexicans and Mexican-Americans lived amongst white people, and I'm gonna show proof down the road in this show, and the case that they had against the Department of Education, that it was um, Mendes versus Westminster, was never about ending segregation. Mexicans, in fact, did not want it to end segregation because they benefited from white privilege. Now, what does that mean? They live among whites, they went to white schools, they went to white malls, they enjoyed uh, white, um, you know, amusement parks and everything. They had access to everything. Colored folk never did. So, in fact, we know that the Mendes case was never about ending segregation. If anything, it proves further my point because basically what it says is that I don't want to end segregation. I just want you to treat me just as the rest of the whites because I am white. 
So it solidifies what we have been saying all this time, because at that time, there were Mexican schools inside of the uh, white communities. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, this is what Mexicans believed back then. We have John Herrera out here, the LULAC president in 1952, saying Latin Americans of Mexican descent belong to the Caucasian race and are therefore white. This is who they were back then. Now, I know that a lot of people right now are going to get mad. <laughs> Look at Radical. Oh my God, I can't wait to debunk this. Um, there's a lot of people that are going to get mad, but in my opinion, and I've cited this case many, many times, the only, because that case did not benefit a Black folk in any way, because again, uh, <laughs> look, look, look at Daniel Valencia. He's like, Lulac has always been garbage. Absolutely. Absolutely. They never acknowledge. I think you will know a little bit better about uh, this, uh, Daniel Valencia, because you know firsthand how uh, indigenous folk were treated like shit, even by uh, Mexican government in uh, Mexico. So one thing I would say is, um Mexicans already lived among white folks so their complaint was never related to the the destiny of black people at that time the only case that actually impacted in a positive manner the decision making and provided some kind of option or some kind of freedom to do something legally to black people back then is Perez versus Sharp. I've said it many, 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 many times. Why? Because you have someone from a white descent, which is this Mexican lady that wants to marry an African-American man. And if she wins, that is precedent. She won, they got married. Therefore that benefited black people that is the only instance and the only documented contribution that latinos have done to the civil rights movement and one thing i find very funny and i'm not saying this because uh i'm trying to throw shade or anything like that but it's funny to me that the same people that are out here using uh, old-fashioned mexican and mexican-american lulac points are the same morons today that people listen to in this community that don't know that by them using the term Hispanic, they're basically saying they are brown people. That is a show that me and Radical have been talking about for a while. Since I took my hiatus, I could not do it, but trust me, I'm coming with that one. If you really wanna know how retarded folks in this sector calling themselves Hispanics are, you want you don't want to miss that string because that happened after the civil rights movement we did not contribute anything into the integration of black folks with white folks however once integration happened and black folks fought for their rights and their freedom we benefited from that which is why people like radical latino and myself people call us uh end lovers but in reality, we see through the bullshit because we didn't put anything into the coffers of union and, and non-racism. 
we always had the benefits of enjoying America how it was supposed to be enjoyed. We never went through the struggles and, and the plights that black folk went here, but we have the audacity to tell them, oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps because I did it. No, I'm sorry. We didn't do that. We didn't have to go through that because we never experienced that. America received us with white privilege, regardless of how much they hated our guts and they saw us as just Latinos or people that were uh, English speaking, or I mean, Spanish speaking people. And that was the reason why um, Mendes versus Westminster was created is because Latinos didn't learn English as fast as they should, which is the reason why many of the Chicano culture doesn't know proper Spanish today. It's not because they actually want to forget Spanish. It's because gringos used to tell Mexican folk they needed to forget Spanish. Now, hey, Maceo, what's up? Hey, Rakim. So uh, going back to what I'm saying, I see there's 16 people out here, but I don't have 16 likes. If you want me to continue and you want Radical to come up here and argue, <laughs> uh, make sure that you hit the like button. Uh, if not, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna start taking intermission with with awful music until I get my likes, because I put a lot of effort into into what I'm doing. There's only ten likes. I need at least three more likes. So either get the likes up, or we go into into an intermission, and we're gonna put the most boring music whatsoever, like ever. So to the people that are watching, three more likes. Three more likes. <laughs> In the meantime, if you have any questions, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, oh my God, look at MK making fun of me. He's like Denise Samuels. I'm not joking. Get my likes up. That doesn't cost you anything. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for donations today. I mean, they're still welcome, but... If you're going to be here, you got to contribute. You got to contribute. I see that uh, Daniel Valencia, I don't consider Denise as an all-Americanized person because she grew up in PR, unlike others of only Latin America descent people, which are just American gringos with Spanish surnames. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And even with that, of course, Puerto Ricans will have a lot of American influence. So make no mistake. We have had to fight for our culture out there. <clears throat> good, good. We got the likes. I was about to go into, um, into the the intermission. So going back to that, to the people that think that the the American that the Mexican people. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll go to the to the Caribbean Latinos in a minute because right now let's stay with the Mexican community, right? To the people that think that I'm talking shit, this is a, a oh my god, this is a school annuary uh, during times of Jim Crow, and if you can't see it clearly, I'll read it for you. Okay, you have names of crews. Jones, Logan, Luhan, Luhan, Magallanes, all amongst white folks. 
you don't see a single black person in this school annually. Now, there's another thing going on out here. And we have one of the, uh, well, two of the, of the guys in this picture. We have uh, Abraham Villarreal as the most athletic boy in school. And we have this other brothers. I'm sorry, I'm a little blind. It says Lucio Luján as a, a, big, a, a boy with best personality. Now, can somebody tell me what part of this screams to you Jim Crow? Okay. What part of this screams Jim Crow? And I'm about to end with the, with the Mexican community debunking the stupidity that people be spewing about the whole concept or inception of the, the shade brown into the equation. The shade brown was introduced by uh, Cubans and South American people then indigenous Central American and Mexicans actually adopted it because they were also being discriminated, even in their own country. So with that being said, uh, we know already that these people were not living in the color sector. So there's no way if segregation is to come back, there's no way that Mexican Americans are going to be affected, which is why I often say to people, and I often say to my African American brothers and sisters, don't save us. We need no saving. Save yourselves. Because when it all comes down to it, these people are going to still go where the money's at. That's a Latino way. Unless you're dealing with brown Latinos or black Latinos, don't deal with And that's something I'm going to give radical. Anglo-looking or Anglo-passing Latino or even light-skinned or white Indians, don't deal with those because this is the kind of people that cling to Spain and is choking on Spain's D just because they know when it all said and done, that's their only claim to the benefits of white daddy. And I know that's something that we don't like to talk about because we like to sweep under the rug the concept of race. And we like to say that we don't know anything about race these are the same slow people that say they don't see color, they don't know anything related about race, that they don't know where the hate is coming from, that other groups of people hate them, that, that Afro-Latinos don't exist. But of course they will never accept that because accepting that is accepting that their brains have been hardwired to think there's something they are not. That's the reality of the situation. Now I see Radical, you want to come up? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on, Radical. Only Radical. <laughs> 
No one else yet because I have not finished. Now, while Radical comes up, right, because he wants to debunk this and, and fight me and, and overtalk me. <laughs> while Radical comes up, you know, um, I'm going to say this is the same fight that we have today. It's no surprise to me. And that's why I stopped fighting with slow taps and Hispano taps because there's no point on trying to tell people you think you're white when you're not because they know that that's their only ticket to to the chocolate factory of Willy Wonka is to hold on to their whiteness. So they'll never let it go. Now, I want to welcome Radical Latino. Radical, um, what do you have to add to this controversial stream? Shut up. No, let me stop. No, 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 no. Um, before, before, uh, first of all, I want to just say um, shout out to you. Uh, this is something that me and you were supposed to be doing, but okay, that's fine. No, we still have the appeal. This is just the tip of the ice. Oh, okay, okay. This is a preview. Okay, cool. Oh, yes. Um, for, I've, I've always said... Um, I don't want to derail this whole thing because I really do want you to finish your thought and finish what you have to say and then I come mm -hmm. back in. I just want to say is that I've always said to have a respectful dialogue, mm -hmm. you have to debate your equals. And I do consider you one of my equals. I don't consider you somebody that's one of the slow types that you have you have to correct all the time. Or you know, at the end of the day, they don't learn. You know what I mean? Me and you, we at least have a certain um, level of, of education where we go, we have to, we're still learning a little bit more, but we could learn from each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So far, so far, I have no disagreements on anything you said because everything what you're saying is absolutely true. The only disagreements I do have is on the certain treatment and the reasons for the certain separations. But I'm going to just let you finish everything and then I'll come back. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you back in now. Well, I mean, I'll let you on the stream. I'm just gonna um, continue to what I was saying uh, okay. now as a, as a Dominican Ecuadorian astronaut, French. Oh my no, God. Let me stop. no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> now, um, after all this stuff happened and, and the Mexican community benefited from, uh, their whiteness, the Puerto Rican community as well, make no mistake. Um, what happened is that especially in Texas and Arizona, which were areas that were extremely pro-white uh, America, stuff like this started circulating, you know, proponing to Latinos that Black folks being integrated uh, was a bad thing and they were going to lose financial power. And I'm going to read, I'm going to try to translate my own words because it's so disgusting. I don't even want to. And I'm going to apologize to the people. All these words, I, it's me translating. I do not mean any of this stuff, okay? So basically it says, I'm going to read what says on the red square. And it says, you, your neighbors of American origin are the example that other people should imitate in our homeland. Do not allow the N-word integration in schools or homes. 
look out for the betterment and no retardations for your family. It's better to be alone than being in the company of N-word. That's just some of the stuff that was spread around the Mexican and Mexican-American community of Texas and Arizona. And that is what's been perpetrated generation after generation in the Mexican community that never experienced Jim Crow laws. Now, I'm not saying with this, they didn't went through their own situation. They were called retarded. That's what Mendes and Wenminster exist because they were called retarded for not knowing English. But that does not mean that they went through the extent of problems black folk had here. Mexicans were never slaved. They were never uh, put into a segregation. Their, co their communities were never bombarded. They were never massacred out here. Yes, there were some lynchings, but that's about it. Uh, as a, I, you're, you're right. As a, as a whole, um, Mexican people haven't gone through that. Uh, but there are there are historical uh, evidence of of certain certain sectors in the Mexican community where they have gone through you know these uh these uh you know small neighborhoods who have been bombarded who have been um pillaged basically uh, ripped out of their their homes and drove into the border you know what I mean but yeah, as but a whole as a whole no you're right as a whole that ha that's a but that, that was that was not because they live in a colored neighborhood. No, because those it was Mexican. Things, those exactly those things were done because they were xenophobic and they were just immigrant people. Yeah. Some of them didn't knew English, so of course that's what happened. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm another not, thing, I'm going. Uh, oh my God! There's 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 more stuff to this. If you think that because uh, Mexican people were, I'm sorry drag out their homes and and they had uh lynchings here or there or whatnot you are mistaken yeah like i, I want to make make this perfectly clear that this is the perfect example that people that america itself forces other ethnicities to to be classified as white this is a perfect example and these individuals will go on with their head up high with a chip on their shoulder saying and claiming and believing that they're white when in reality real world benefits won't won't give that you know what but, i'm saying now now certain certain people could pass for that you know who are of latino origin right even though i disagree with that point but that's why i call them anglo hispanics but that that's neither here nor there but you but, didn't have to look that that Anglo Hispanics. I'm gonna prove that you didn't have to look Anglo. I, I, had, would dis I would just disagree had, with you. But, no, no, okay. but but you can look in the early 1900s where most Mexican that were mestizos or Indian looking, they yeah. were suffering under the hacienda plantations and they were uh, in the system or or working for low wages in factories and mines. Mm white Mexicans or white passing or, or light looking or light Indios, however you want to call them, that were not brown at all, not even a shade of brown, what happened with them is that they tend to be affluent. People need to start looking our history up. 
These people mm -hmm. had decent money. They were middle class, upper middle class. Make no mistake, only the Indian looking Latinos or the ones with curlier work in the plantations and the mines and the yeah. and the workhouses and all this but, stuff. But, Nobody but else. But you're not saying you're not saying that all white folks accept the Latinos as white. No, Is no. Is that what you're okay. saying? Okay. No, no. They they accept the Latinos as white. They just never never give gave legal legal um how can I say? They never gave Latinos legal sanctions for not being white. On the contrary, during the time of segregation, this is my opinion. On this aspect, this is my opinion. My opinion is uh, black slaves were uh, released. They were freed. And, of course, America, Jim Crow was never about race. It was more about financial status. America yeah. has always moved against black folk because of money. Yeah. To the people that are in the background, I'm just discussing with Radical because I still have stuff going on. It's not that I'm ignoring, okay? So... So what happens is that for 14 years, African-Americans were still, were free. They were, they were working with white people. They yeah. didn't just went from, from the plantation to Jim Crow. That did not happen. That took 14 years. So when white folk realized, yo, we have black folks out here earning land, earning money. Proof of that is the Rosewood massacre that happened in the South. When you look at the Rosewood massacre, you will see that many of the people over there were, um, African-American people, and they were earning decent money. They had big lots of land. Yeah. There was people that had horses and farming and pianos and churches and stuff. So, of course, here comes the dick measuring contest of white folk that can't stand the fact that black folks are becoming affluent. And, white let, me, and let me just put a pin on that. Black folks were the only ones that were able to do that. Latinos never did. There was no Latino big neighborhood that was separated from white folks or integrated with white folks that was big enough that was only a Latino neighborhood. We've never had that. So no. there's a reason for that. Yeah. And, and one thing I would say that is something that I have explained before, but not in detail, people need to understand up until 1865 and 1868, White folks didn't do anything unless they were poor white folks. Why? Because slaves made everything for them. So, of course, it's only logical that when you release these people to be able to work for themselves, they're going to make a shit ton of money because they know how to do everything. Yeah, they got the skills. In an incompetent society, they are competent. Yeah, they got the skills. White folks were not going to get that just people that they had working in the plantation were richer. So what they created, Jim Crow laws. Yeah. But the only fear that they had is that they were going to be outnumbered by quote unquote colored folk. So what they created, let's just make this not so dark people but will accept them as white folks just to have numbers. If you look at the white population during Jim Crow that included Mexican and Mexican Americans, it was 90% of the population, but that yeah. was just in paper. Yeah, it was. And, and one of the things that I want people to look up is that in 1924 alone, the president, um, what's his name, Calvin Coolidge, uh, imposed a lot of sanctions and quotas on how many people could come here as an immigrant, but Mexicans were excluded. And you may wonder why, obviously, because we needed white numbers in order to scare the living hell 
out of a black people's rebellion. Exactly. They they um for for Latinos who were coming in here, they had IQ tests in order to come in here. The gasoline baths that were a part of that also thing that they had to come come over. They had to have all these other requirements, but white immigrants never had no um, requirements. They actually got got benefits when they got over here. But but continue. Go ahead. So a lot of people um think that because there's a lot of Puerto Ricans that are brown and whatever, 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 <laughs> that we suffer under Jim Crow. Again, I'm not saying there was not extreme xenophobia and discrimination. There was, but we did not live in the colored section by law of America. You're right. No, and 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 that in that part you're you're absolutely right. We we by law we we weren't we weren't you know um, targeted, but in other forms we were targeted in, in I'm gonna say in separate accounts. That's what I'll say in separate yeah. accounts. For example, the Zoot Suit riots. That's a that's a very famous example right there where uh, white sailors took their frustration out on a on a Mexican community to the point where even black folks join into the whole, to the whole riot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So th th those are, those are some examples right there during that time where white folks actually victimized, um, you know, Mexican people. Also there were sundown, sundown town laws that also um, put in no Latinos allowed as, as well, like basically Mexicans, no Mexicans allowed. So we were also targeted, but not in the same amount as black folks. That's something that is true. Yeah, but those novelty, look, those novelty signs literally have no historical backing other than the novelties on restaurants and, and landlord buildings. Because in reality, we were allowed in colleges. Look, I'm going to read you a piece that was wrote in 2012 about um, how different legacies for the University of Texas was. And the highlighted part that I have, it says, unlike African-Americans, Mexican-Americans have been able to attend the University of Texas uh, since it was founded in 1883. Though they were treated like second-class citizens in Texas, they were considered white under state law. Now, yeah. it, it, it's like, I, like like I've always said, under the law, it's one thing. Real world benefits is something else. Of so, course, but so, radical, but yeah. radical. This goes back to what people are. People keep missing the point. Latinos cannot compare our struggle with that of black folk because right. we can't. I can socially live with people that hate my guts. Because I still get paid the same. What well, I cannot, well, what well, I cannot live with, what yeah. I cannot live with, is that all my people, all the collectivity, all the collective that has a darker complexion, are literally put in monopoly jail so that they cannot make money while everybody else is making money more than them. That's what I, happened with African-Americans. I, 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 I see your point, and I think that I, I disagree with that analogy. I think this analogy will be better. Living amongst people that hate you, once in a while, they'll kick your ass. 
but yet you still get paid the same and all that other stuff but you might be missing teeth the next day that's how that that's how i that's how i see it because it's very clear being a second class citizen in that thing it's very clear that these individuals that were documented as white but very clear that they were not inside these white classrooms they were separated from these white classrooms they were giving other type of education from these white folks white people were giving straight a education the mexicans had to go to another building and get another type of education separate from that to the point where a lot of mexican children even failed state tests so that, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let Marcel come in because okay, right. he, he has to go in a minute. Hey Marcel, what's up? Hey, how you doing? How's good, everything? Good, good, good. Okay. So I I told you before I don't pretend to know anything about Mexican history or get her myself get her i no 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 i i don't i'm not I can't, I can't i can't speak to that because i just don't know it's not something that i ever really studied um but what i can tell you from personal experience from family experience in new york things were very different the reality especially among the puerto rican people in new york what it seems from what you're telling me and from what i learned from my family was a stark difference from what was going on out in California with Mexicans and perhaps elsewhere. Um, my grandmother was a black Dominican woman, rest her soul. She came to this country in the early 50s. She was instructed that she could not go into the South for anything because she was gonna get hell, she was gonna catch hell because of her skin color. Now, some people have gone, even Malcolm X had said that if a dark skinned Puerto Rican would go into the South, as long as he was speaking Spanish, they generally wouldn't give him a problem. But I remember my grandmother telling me specifically when she came into this country, Jim Crow was still very much alive in the South and she was told, no invente. Don't invent with, one, with, with ever wanting to visit past whatever state it was at that time because you're gonna be relegated to what the American black people were relegated to as far as using separate bathrooms and separate water fountains and so on and so forth. So that's number one. Number two, as far as Puerto Ricans go, because that's my forte, the Puerto Ricans were, con were converted into serfs on their own land in Puerto Rico. So while Puerto Ricans did not go through Jim Crow, Puerto Ricans went through a very, very calculated plan to try to eliminate their existence on their own home soil i yeah but that's another topic Master. i know no I, I understand that but in order to draw a parallel so you, people could understand the hell that we catched we caught hell here because if, if that wasn't the case there would never have been a young lord's party if that wasn't the case there never would have been um, you know, the Chicano, Chicano movement. I, I don't, I don't, like I said, I can't, I, can't, I, I can't speak to what Mexicans went through. I can't, or, or Chicanos, I can't speak to that because I don't know. I never really studied it. I've heard of the Brown Berets. I've heard of what Chicanos went through, especially in Chicago and stuff like that. But it's not something, it's not a history that I'm very familiar with. Okay. So in Puerto Rico, I remember my dad was called Caucasian but they refused to call him white. So when they would mark off, they would say Caucasian, but they would refuse. And I remember him telling me this story. He's like, those motherfuckers never said I was white. They only said I was Caucasian. 
And he would tell me how back in those days when he came to this country, everything was segregated in New York City. The black people had their neighborhood, the Puerto Rican people had their neighborhood, the white people had their neighborhood. And you did not go, you know, you didn't go messing around on somebody else's turf or else you would have a fucking problem. Okay? Did they face discrimination? Did they face xenophobia? Absolutely. To me, when it comes to people like us, xenophobia and racism are interlinked. We're seeing that today with the argument against beefing up security in the southern I border. I disagree with that because you have people like Rita Moreno in the 1930s when she arrived and she claimed that she experienced a lot of racism, yet she was hired literally by a white dude in the 40s and 50s who saw her as a teen this dude right here she was hired by was this he, dude by this dude louis b mayor was he a, he was a jew he was he, was, he a, was born in russia he was a jew and he was a jew now i'm not it, trying it to doesn't be, but it doesn't no, but it no, does, but, that's no, it, that, but look that, at but let me finish a jewish is a white person or a black person Okay. The Jews have always been historically looked upon as if there's anybody no. that's hated by Mateo. white supremacy. Wait Mateo. a minute. If there's anybody that's hated by Mateo. white supremacy, it's Does them. He, did he live in the in the color sector or the white sector? Both. I, th <laughs> I, I think I think that's completely irrelevant. No, no, it's not. I'm going to explain you why. That's it's not. It's not because it's the same thing that Maria Africa from the Dominican Republic went through. You have these people acting in Hollywood during the 1930s, 40s, and 50s when black folks didn't have that privilege. That's what well, black no, well, wait a minute. No, no hold you... on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're talking about Caribbean Latinos now. We talk about the Mexican and so so on, so on, so on. Our people that came here, first of all, I explained the beginning of this uh, stream, there wasn't a substantial Puerto Rican community out here. We, there wasn't even in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, there wasn't even 100K Ricans out here. Yeah, the, the majority of Latinos were the only Mexicans, yeah. We, the majority yeah. Of, of people here from Latin descent were Mexican people. And then yeah. after the big depression, the Great Depression, a lot of Ricans, 10,000 Ricans went back to Puerto Rico. The, the, the thing, the thing I'm, I'm getting from this, and, and which I understand, and I agree with you, Denise, that black folks got 100% of discrimination and us, we only got fifty percent. I get it. I'm not trying to we say we got twenty five percent. Okay, twenty five percent. It's it's interchangeable. We I could probably say fifteen. Whatever. The whole point. The whole point is, the way I see it is, fifteen percent or one hundred percent. Either way, we have a camaraderie with Black Americans who did go through those type of things and horrific things, mind you. It, to, to the point where we can come together and actually say, yes, we have white supremacy and it still affects us to this day. I understand where you're coming from and I totally agree. You are right. You are right on that. But there are large pockets that didn't that didn't really go with that type of, okay, you're white. That's totally fine. Everything is a-okay. You, you, you understand? No, I, I get that point. What I'm trying to explain here is Regardless of that, the people in our communities, which is the same problem we have today, you're going to have only black and brown people from our countries supporting the black and brown unity. Why? Because 
Unfortunately, during that time, the concept of brown was not created until 1970s. The concept of brown did not exist at all. There's no registry of it, neither socially, legally, anything, not even on the census it existed. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until what we're going to discuss further on another stream that Hispanic became a thing. And that was after the civil rights movement in order to piggyback from what black people did. That we yeah, did not contribute like shit to it. The 60s or something like that. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. Yeah. So in all honesty, I get that. But in reality, the majority of black and brown people from our collective comes from Central America, indigenous population of Mexico, Caribbean, and some Central American, some South Americans, I'm sorry. These people did not come into America till after World War II. As a matter of fact, there's not even a substantial amount of Cubans here until after World War II. Same with Dominican and South Americans. It was first Mexicans and then little droplets of Ricans. So we really don't even have proof of what treatment we will have gotten. The, the Black and Brown Union comes after we bring people in mass and then America recognizes that there's black and brown people yeah, that's like coming years later, from like 70s exactly, and 80s, decades, yeah, yeah, decades yeah, yeah. later. Yeah, decades but in reality, later. to say that we're going to, you know, uh, we went through Jim Crow and we didn't went through Jim Crow because there wasn't black and brown people you know, is the fashion numbers are here Denise, are you anti-latina no let me stop no 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 no, no, no. I, so, I i i see i see your point i understand i understand but you that. see why you get pushed back from this same no 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 of course but also we have to understand that you're you're speaking at in a in a small part of the south because the north was completely different yeah that's i was just gonna say because we you know, like Puerto Ricans didn't immigrate any other place other than to New York. They spread out to places like yeah, Providence and, even though and Georgia. Mexicans in New York and all over the North who actually got segregated like crazy. So well, I, I, I saw, I'm going to be honest with you, when Mexicans started arriving in New York in the 90s, what I saw was a segregation between Mexicans and other Latinos. Yeah. That I saw. Yeah. But that they, segregation but that explains 90s. to you. Yeah. That segregation, that, that's that what I'm I trying saw. to explain to you. Th because that were, segregation were, that, that you're seeing is because they had a different experience of America. Well, well, I would just say that in my experience, they were treated as the other within the Latino community. Because you got to understand, up until that point, New York was basically Puerto Rican and Dominican. And you had a spattering of Cubans here and there. But um, it's the same thing now, Marcel, even when you have them in other places, why other Latinos don't like them? I live among Mexican people out here. They have conflict with other Latinos. Why other Latinos tend to get mad when they get confused with Mexicans? Well, that's I how, don't get that, mad. I don't care. That's but how, well, that's how, that's how but, MS-13 got started. But, but look, to be honest with you, is like I said, they didn't got that treatment. It's the same thing that you're going to notice. You will have more success with other groups of Latinos into contributing or kind of understanding the black and brown unity that Radical's been talking about since forever because there's history there. 
Why mostly Ricans understand what Radical is coming through? Because of the Massacre de Ponce, Grito de Lares, the gas yeah. law, the Operation Bootstrap, and all this fuckery mm -hmm. that we went through. Not only mm -hmm. Ricans, not only Ricans, but Dominicans see it, some Cubans, and some, some, very few, few <laughs> South Americans uh, actually see it. Well, but well, the majority, well, well, so a majority of Mexicans, Nicaraguans, Ecuadorians, they don't see what I, what I talk about. They they disagree with me completely. So I so I I, I get what you're I saying. I wouldn't I wouldn't be so quick with Central American. Central America has a very fascinating history as far as the political revolutions that have taken place in those countries and countries like Nicaragua and El Salvador. So I think because they're still relatively recent arrivals, you're not. They're not gonna. You know, it, it's they're not understanding yet of what's actually going on. And a lot of them, see, we start seeing this shit, like I started seeing this shit because I grew up in a white suburb and I was cheated in a certain way. That's what made me understand who and what I was. It wasn't my parents teaching me about my history. I had to learn that shit on my own. But with the with white people treating me the way that they treated me, it kind of made me understand, like, wait a minute, there's something more to what's going on here. You understand what I'm saying? Couple that with the fact that I was going to Santo Domingo and all this other stuff, and I was spending four or five months down there and out of the year and whatnot. That started formulating my identity. You see what I'm saying to you? And then, you know, with the whole Puerto Rican thing with my dad and stuff. But it's not everybody that gets to go through that. I was lucky enough that I was born in a city where those two groups of people, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, left a very, very solid imprint. Because you can't talk about Latinos in New York City without bringing up Puerto Ricans. It's, just, it's impossible. You can't talk about Latinos in New York City without bringing up Dominicans. It's impossible. You see what I'm saying to you? So I was lucky enough to be born with that backdrop where when I decided to start looking further into what my own origin was, I had a very good places to start. You understand what I'm saying? So I was able to understand the discrimination and the racism, but I was also able to understand how resilient the cultures were. You understand? So I, I, like I said, when it comes to this, like I can't sit there and I can't talk to what other Latinos went to because I am complete. I could talk about what I saw in Miami with the Cubans. I could talk about that all the time because I, you know, I've lived in Miami before and I, and I live relatively close to Miami now. But as far as what, like, it doesn't compute, like what Denise's talking about with, with Mexicans out in yeah, California. Let's, let's be, it, let's, it does. It does. Let's it doesn't be honest, compute because, because these these Mexicans they don't represent all Latinos. This only happened to Mexicans. Well, you know well, what I'm dude, saying. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I I had how many times have I had a white person come to me and ask me if I was Mexican? I said no, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. They, for, they wouldn't even know what the fuck Dominican was. This is back. They had no idea what that was. But they heard of Puerto Ricans and they'll just come back to me and say same shit. And I'd be like, no, motherfucker, it's not. See, I don't, I, you know, when you have that pan Latinidad thing, that is appropriate in certain cases. But the problem is we're not monolithic. We're very different. Yeah, you can't really compare. And I've said this before. You can't compare a Puerto Rican to a Mexican. You just you can't compare a Mexican to oh, a Colombian. Maceo, but when you say those things, this slow taps will call you anti-Latino. No, no, look, look, no, no, fuck those people. <laughs> fuck those people. Because just because we had the same colonizer 
does that doesn't automatically mean we're exactly the same. You can't compare an American to a fucking Australian. You can't even compare an American to a Canadian. Thank you. That's something that I try to explain to the retarded uh, Fundiendo Neuronas lady that she didn't understood that. And I, I don't argue you with her on it. Because it's like I told her, Latin America is the only conglomerate of countries that are bounded to function as a collective just because we share a language. In some places in Latin America even, our language ain't the same. The, so, the, the whole dialect is completely different. I was I, I was I just came back from New York. I was sitting there speaking to a lady that she was from Honduras. I didn't understand half of the fucking things that she said. Yep. I could speak to you all day in Spanish and we have spoken in Spanish. Yep. We'll we'll understand each other. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, me too, me too, me too, me <laughs> too. But you put me with somebody from some other place and I might not understand them. Yep. It's just it's just the way things are. You understand? You can't sit there and make that Okay, yo lo busco ahora, espérate. No, I shit. You're getting the chancla. No, but seriously, um, yeah, Mexicans be talking like, <laughs> yeah, to be, to be honest with you, sorry about uh, that. Oh, go ahead, Marcel, continue. No, 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 she broke my fucking train of thought. But what I'm, oh. what I'm my, my, my point is, you cannot, it, it, just because we had the same colonizer, we don't even have the same fucking histories. We don't. There might be groups of regional of regional countries that might have similar histories, right? Yeah. You like, for example, uh, Venezuela, Colombia, and Ecuador. So there might there might be re regional countries that might have similar histories, that might have similar revolutions or revolutions that were interlinked with each other. But that's not the case of all Latin America. Yeah. So to sit there and try to pigeonhole us into one fucking box. Don't get me wrong. There is a time where I, it's appropriate for us to come together. But let's just be honest. It's not very often that we get to do that because we're too fucking different from each other. Facts. Yep. We're Facts. way too fucking different from each other. Facts. You better delete this whole thing, this whole stream, Denise. Yeah, 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 yeah. You understand? <laughs> and, and, having, and having the same colonizer, it don't mean shit for the same reason that I just... You can't sit there and expect an Australian and an American and a Canadian to be there and be like, oh, we were all colonized by the British. We're all brothers. They don't fucking think like that. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, the only things, like, even when it comes to foods, music, language, and even it's so many variations of Spanish you can't keep up. Even a Mexican and a Central American doesn't speak the same Spanish. They don't eat the same food. Salvadorian people and Mexican people don't eat the same food. You know, Nicaraguan and Mexican people don't eat the same food. Panamanian and fucking Honduras uh, don't have the same music and the same foods and the same culture. They don't even have the same indigenous people. So to be honest with you, that is something that, that's the second reason why I wanted to do this stream. We have to get a little bit more savvy when it comes to promoting the black and brown unity movement, simply because there's people that because they benefited from not getting it, they're never going to get it. They're never going to get, you know, what we're trying yeah. to um, to talk about. Really, really quickly, because I have to actually, I have to go. Um, again, I don't disagree with what what you're saying, Denise. But again, I have to agree with myself as well. Uh, putting 
um, Mexicans, you know, in the in the forefront of this, and as a representative of the whole Latin community, and that's how they also everyone is kind of it's kind of disingenuous, you know what I mean? And I understand what you're saying, but I believe that later on throughout the years, that whole white label was just a facade, and Mexicans saw through it, you know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. why they there was all these other movements that came up up out of it you know um but with that with that being said that's all that's all i wanted to hey rad hey rad before you go bro before you go i just wanted to uh clear up one thing because i just want to say well what denise was saying earlier i gotta agree with her 100 because even when you look at the l-u-l-a-c they have a very big history of um anti-blackness of course they do uh, but they weren't they weren't um they weren't started by latinos they were just started by two russians and a mexican well, here's one guy who are uh, the, the LULAC president, John J. Herrera, who said Latin Americans of Mexican descent belong to the Caucasian race. Therefore, yeah. we are white. He, he doesn't represent people, the whole Latin community. I'm going to be honest. They're, the, they're just a bunch of coons. This is like me saying the Black Congressional Congress represents the whole Black community. They don't. Yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying. But it, they have a history of these yeah, type of, of people. Here of you course. had Gus Garcia. He was an Mexican American civil rights attorney who say, "I know Negroes are get aren't getting their fair share of the American democracy, but frankly, I'm prejudiced against the Negro, and I do not believe that they are entitled to everything that us as Mexican Americans should get." Mm-hmm. Then you have people like Felix uh, Tijuana. He was the Mexican American president of LULAC. He said, "Let the Negro fight his own battles. His problems are not mine. I don't want to ally with them." Mm-hmm. Then you have people like. Hector Garcia, who said we are not and have never been a civil rights organization. Personally, I hate the word. And um, to account to what Denise was um, saying, also, they did a survey over in South Carolina with Mexican immigrants who, you know, they did a survey on anti-blackness and they had a higher, significantly higher percentage of anti-blackness and belief of stereotypes than the actual white people that grew up around black people down in South Carolina. And I think a lot of that has to do with as well, because a lot of racism within Latin America has not been confronted within the societies. And, you and know, not, a lot of people come not here only with that, uh, Not only that, a lot of negative images is broadcasted over there by black Americans here. So yes, that's going to be, you know, constantly bombarded. So they already have a pre a pre conceived notion of black americans in america so you're gonna have those type of people you know what i mean so no no i, I get what you're saying but I'm, I'm not even just talking about black americans i'm talking about the situation of anti-blackness in general of course of course that hasn't that like for instance you had look at um, how they look at how they foam at the mouth every time that we say and express that we are of african descent oh they fucking they hate foam that at the mouth they, they foam at the shit. mouth and, they and fucking you can, hate that you can, tell, you can tell just by Denise having this stream right now, all the slow taps things that she's on their side. And uh, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, my had, God. It was this person on, on the news on, on uh, the article. There was this person on the article that said, racism is so hidden in Latin America. So because they were talking about uh, Latinos negative, uh, how, how they're looking down on BLM, and you, which I don't fuck with BLM, the organization. I yeah. understand the saying, but... Racism, they said racism is so hidden in Latin America. So when you come here from there and you are confronted with black activism in the streets, you can't hide from it anymore. And that creates a negative and racist reaction. Yeah, I can, sure. um, you know. But it's easy, it's easy to ignore racism when you're so far away from 
the American empire, but we're all ruled by the American empire. That's something that I've said many times. Brown folk, which is the majority, the bulk of, uh, you know, uh, the bulk of Latin America, look at Yemen, Syria, you know, all these places, what we have in common, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, we're brown people. Regardless of how we became brown, we're yeah. brown people. What the American empire is doing with brown folks. And I just wanted to um, say something too, Denise, to what you were saying earlier. I'll just say, for instance, here in Chicago, to combat what you was, I mean, to speak on what you were saying, it was, it was different levels of discrimination amongst Mexican-Americans compared to black Americans. Because as black Americans came up here from the South, black Americans was not allowed to live in white people's neighborhoods. You had areas where black people was restricted to that has historically still is black to this day, called the Black Belt, where everything from um, Cicero and 16th Street all the way to the South Side um, on 48th Street was all black. The reason why you see a lot of these neighborhoods where Mexicans are now within the city of Chicago is because they were allowed to move into those neighborhoods with white people. And most of them live by white people until white people start, you know, the white flight. But they took over um, the neighborhoods where it was mostly white people because they was allowed to go in there and um, into those areas while black people were completely segregated into areas because racist white aldermen didn't want them in their wards. Um, yeah, let me. Cause I got I gotta get out of here. All I gotta say is, Denise, how dare you? You have to have a victim mentality. I can't believe you're actually having this type of stream, and you're gonna go and just because I'm associated with you, now I'm gonna go. Now my revenue is gonna go down. Now let me stop. Uh, just uh, no, but, uh, but, good but evening, guys. Me. No, good but evening. let let radical uh, say goodbye, Jose. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for for having okay. me. Um. I, I, I agree with a lot with what you said. In certain points, I think that we there's certain nuances that we got to get into. But e either way, it's a it's a perfect day, it's a perfect streaming. I, I look forward to what we have our our other stream where we uh oh we go yeah into that, we're you know going I mean? to yeah, yeah, yeah. cook the slow taps <laughs> yeah 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 but but <laughs> with that being said, I'm gonna catch everybody later. All right, peace. Okay, no problemo. So Jose, you were gonna say something. Yes. Uh, I, first of all, I just want to say good evening to everybody on the, on the panel. Good evening to everyone on the chat. Uh, you know, I just find all this information very fascinating. And of course, you are unable to relay this information thanks to Zacharias. Uh, oh, my God. Let's not talk about that now. Let's not. Talk, we'll talk about that in the backstage now. OK, no problem. Uh, What's your take on the topic, Jose? Um, to be perfectly honest, okay. Uh, I, look, I'm not. I'm the first one to admit when I don't know a lot about something, I don't. But the but the fact of the matter is, it's very interesting, and um, as always, you bring a lot of facts. I mean, I will have to like study this further uh, because I don't like to opine on something. Um, that I know, don't know too much about because I don't want to sound like a slow tap. Yeah. <laughs> but I do find it interesting. But I do find it interesting. No, definitely, definitely. Look at look at Ramon Chica. You know better than to say no problemo. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to perfect and assimilate. You know, and you know that's something I find funny because I found in the slow tap community that you know they tend to say that 
we Caribbean Latinos are assimilated into. I mean, we're not. A, we're the least assimilated. We who the uh, fuck says that? Oh my God, you. Oh, I had to send you that. Uh, You're gonna laugh your ass off. We are the least assimilated. Uh, As a matter of fact, Caribbean Latinos in general have died, especially Ricans. We have died amongst Cubans for our identity <laughs> against Gringos. So let me let me let me explain <laughs> something to you. Let me just so just so we could put a fucking uh, uh, an asterisk on that. You go to Miami. All right, with all those Cubans que se cantan los más gringo y los más republicano, and they don't fucking speak a lick of English. Nope. They don't speak it. They don't speak it. They sit there with their fucking American flag and their Trump hats. They don't speak a fucking <laughs> word of English. Yeah, that's what they they tell and these people. Are, y, y son lo asimilado. Yeah, and they don't have you. And you heard like when you visit Miami, that people always tell you, "Oh, you better know Spanish because people over there don't speak." You can't. English. You cannot survive in Miami if you don't speak Spanish. No. I, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Mm -hmm. I, I, and, and I've seen white people, white gringos, get pissed when, 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 when a Cuban or another Latin American, you know, more, like a Puerto Rican or Dominican, or something, will tell them, "Well, you know, you got you, you got to learn how to speak Spanish here." They they do it in Puerto Rico. Oh, and, no, Puerto Rico, yeah, that's another that's a different story. Because yeah, in Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico, they expect us to speak to them in English. And people like my mom, for example, she has been raised as a nacionalista, and she always says it like gringos have to learn my language. I'm not going to learn English, and she has had every opportunity. She just doesn't want to. She refuses to have to. That, so, that, 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 that the Caribbeans, we're, we're, we're the most to say, what are they out of their fucking minds? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this, this dream is something that's like, like I said, I have no animosity towards the Mexican community. I'm just saying, because I have Mexican friends. I love a lot of things about the Mexican culture. I'm just saying we can't sugarcoat the nasty past that some of our people have gotten our collective has partake in uh you know in racism and and also um jim crow they we have benefited in every aspect of history we have always go where we get paid we got paid during jim crow the jim crow era in the white sector so that's where we went we got paid during integration by affirmative action and, and the public law 934. So that's where we created the Hispanidad. And now we're going towards Republican Conservative Party because we're going to get paid. That's who um, we have always been. No, no, we're going to get paid because right now you have to look at this. There's 10 times more people being deported every time we have a Democrat in office. And that is facts. Look up how many people Trump deported versus Obama in his first term. You're gonna see it. Oh no, no, that I I agree with you. Also, there's we, we, there's we three times the amount of children in cages today than we had two years ago. So yes, we're feeling this in our pocket. We're not voting for Republicans because we like them. No, they're maniacs too. Make no fucking mistake. It's it's it's, it's, it's really funny because <laughs> DeSantis he signed an abortion bill. Uh, 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 he, uh, uh, an opposition to abort a 15-week ban is what he signed. He signed it at a Puerto Rican church in Kissimmee. 
Okay. There, so I don't, if you look at that I-4 corridor that extends from Daytona all the way down to Tampa, that part in the middle, that's very heavily Puerto Rican, everything from, I don't know, I will say Deltona all the way down to like Winter Haven and shit like that. I don't expect that to be blue this time around because, I, I mean, we're hurting under this economy. Of course. We're, we're hurting under this economy. I mean, I haven't checked to see in cuanto está el litro en Puerto Rico, but I would imagine it's got to be probably more expensive than what I'm paying here in Florida for the gallon if you add it up. You, you understand what I'm saying? Well, so, it was $115 this morning, according to what I talked to my mom about. In Puerto Rico. $115. And, you know, you know I, got, I get into these fights with people because, again, the Puerto Rican is more discriminated in Puerto Rico than he is in in other places right so in puerto rico you can't you like i don't know if you saw the news i saw a couple of days ago they wanted to they wanted to bring in foreign workers for construction i don't know if you in saw puerto rico. In, in puerto, puerto rico. rico in puerto rico yeah wanted... yeah because because it's empty because... the working class left did you saw what happened with pedro pierluisi when 800 doctors graduated from the University of Puerto Rico and they were telling him, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We don't want to hear it, your it, speech. It, 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 and, and that's, you know, that's what I'm talking. So basically what's going to end up, we're going to go the way of the American Indian, which means that if this keeps going, more rich Americans are going to go into Puerto Rico, right? They're going to keep gentrifying the fucking place because they want to use that as a tax, uh, as a tax shelter. And the population is going to be basically relegated to certain areas, like if they were living on reservations. I mean, you look at you look at Dorado now, and it's come. I mean, that's there's so many parallels with what hap which which is with what's happening to Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico and the African American community here in this country. It's daunting. It's yeah. really it's really really daunting. The shit that gentrification, economic disadvantagement. You cannot. No company in their right mind from this country would go to Puerto Rico to open up shop. Yeah, just, but you know what's but you know what's crazy? I think when we entered the recession, as we see I can smell I don't know if you can smell it, but I can smell it coming. Oh no, no, no. Oh, oh with 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 what with, 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 with what happened with what happened with the with the with the with the S&P losing over 4% of its value yeah, with the yeah. stock market with the, with 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 the with the Dow Jones losing value yeah. with no it's coming and it's going to be fucking even worse than it was in 2008 yeah and it's going to it's going to be grim it's going to be and very grim. last monday we woke up to everything in red and some numbers in the SP 500 in burgundy so what that means is that the American market and the American dollar is trash. And if people don't tend to understand when I talk about like economics and stuff, but you have to understand that America does business through a corporation that's funded by the UK banks. That's how America does businesses. We never actually became independent. We are the bully that the UK allows some kind of interdependence interdependency as long as we function as their dog as their bad dog to do the nasty work that they want to do america gets the bad reputation meanwhile the uk remains quote unquote softer in the public eye so it's a sweet treatment so the uk right now is in a recession and it's it's like a domino effect 
America is going to get into a recession because we do business through a corporation that's funded by UK banks. So that deteriorates our economy. And then on top of that, you have the Federal Reserve that has no preparation because they are supposed, their job is to prevent and foresee recessions and minimize that or almost uh, hinder a recession. They have never been successful at their job. So when you add that, and then you add the fact that we want to sanction Russia, not because it benefits the United States and its people, but it benefits Raytheon and Goldman Sachs. Why? Because Raytheon gets money as long as we keep supporting stupid wars, even if they don't have anything to do with us. So now we're sending money to Ukraine. People think that we're actually sending cash. No, we, we gave Raytheon $40 billion so that they can create guns that they'll send to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, but they don't want, they, they want to ban guns here, but they want to give Ukraine guns. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's $40 billion that they are not going to invest here because American people did not donate the billions of dollars that Raytheon donated to our politicians. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I think after November, assuming that what everybody's uh, prognosticating is the truth, that the Republicans are going to fucking take over at least the House. Oh, I'm, yes. not so, I'm not so sure about the Senate, but let's just, I think things are going to really start popping off in the beginning of 2023. It's going to be a fiery, fiery uh, election campaign to 2024, assuming we make it that far. You I'm know going, what I'm I, yeah, this is, a, this is a failed state. I've said it for a whole year and a half. People told me last year that I was crazy. I didn't know what I was talking about. Let me tell you something. America is just Brazil on steroids. The only thing keeping this country together is its military uh, industrial complex. Other than that, we have nothing else. So, if 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 they if all I know is if they try to make any move against the Second Amendment, and we could all have our opinions on that, but if they try making any move against that, this country's gonna this country's gonna fucking end. I'm telling you, I've spent yeah, time. We, I, I've spent time with the two, with the second uh, Second Amendment community here in Florida. These people are not fucking around. No, I know that, and 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 they shouldn't, Marcel. They shouldn't. And another thing that I want people to understand: America was supposed to end a while ago. America was supposed to end a while ago. The only reason why America. Oh, Don Armando is here. Hi, Don Armando. Give me one second. I'll, I'll let you uh, put your point across. The only reason why America has not did not end it in the past is because FDR, it's not like he was for the people. People celebrate him because he was for the people and he was a socialist and whatnot. Like, he wasn't a socialist. No, he wasn't. The, the problem is that he told people he was still uh, uh, an elite. Now, he went to the elite and he said, yo, you guys are making this whole elite 1% bullshit too obvious. If you want to keep enjoying your comforts and your richness, you're going to have to give something to the people. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you're going to have civil war. That's what FDR did. People don't understand FDR. FDR never worked for the people. He worked for the elites. He preserved the elite class of the United States by telling them, share a little bit, the butt of your loaf, so that people can get off your ass and you can continue to enjoy your rich, filthy life. 
Now I'm gonna let uh, Don Armando uh, talk. What's up, Don Armando? Welcome to Latin Explaining. Thank you. I um. Well, I could say about the Latinos and Jim Crow and everything like that because my parents they actually came through this era. Not well, not to the era, but it's like okay. My history is that my aunt. God rest her soul. She came to this country in 1957. Mm -hmm. She married um, an African-American man like in 1959. They lived in New York. And then when that man's mother passed away, they went to live in Gulfport, Mississippi. So mm -hmm. at the time when I came, um, that man already passed. To live with my aunt, that man already passed. And I was raised with my aunt like for seven years. So I've heard stories. So I was living down south for seven years, being raised with my aunt. I've heard stories of certain people talking about the Jim Crow era and such. But then certain but then it but then certain people, I guess as far as Latino goes, in some areas they were saying that they will not let um blacks or Puerto Ricans be in their establishment. So not what a lot of people don't understand is that the Jim Crow laws did not only affect blacks, but it affected um Jews, Jews that actually lived in that in those areas as well, from what I read. Well no no Jim Crow there's no proof that Jim Crow laws affected anybody else but African American. What affected other groups that were non white was discrimination and xenophobia. It wasn't right. Jim Crow. Yeah, they were still racist towards us. Make no mistake. But Jim Crow laws were only the only people that experienced Jim Crow laws were African American people. And possibly, I am 100% sure they should be at least uh, 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 Roberto Clemente looking Boricua that experienced it as well, but there's no record of it. Well, other than that, other than that, legally, we weren't affected by Jim Crow at all. Well, well, you you mentioned Roberto Clemente. I'm, didn't he play in the Negro Leagues? Wasn't yeah, he, he forced? Did. He did. He, 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 he to, wasn't the other. He wasn't the only one. By and then. and I remember because the the New York baseball team of the Negro Leagues were the New York Cubans, and their origin was it was a Cuban national team that was filled with black Cubans and light skinned Cubans, but they were forced to play in the Negro Leagues. That's how that team. That's how the Negro League, the New York Cubans. That's how the team name came about. They kept, they kept that, and they were forced to. And it was a Negro League team, and yeah, it was. But you, it, see, but you see how it is. It affects only the the black looking Latino. It's kind of like what I said yesterday when I said, if me and who was the other person over there yesterday, and me and Brotep were to live at, on those times, or Jim Crow will come around, we will be in the color sector. Make no fucking mistake. Because we are Afro-Latinos. And that's what this this coon Latinos that are white passing or, or white Indios are trying to tell us, oh, you're not Afro-Latino. It no existe Afro-Latino. Yes. I'm, I'm like, yo. I'm I'm fucking 100% Afro-Latino. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. They don't understand that. They don't and, 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 with, and with me, there is no ambiguity. You see me, man. And they all people when they see me, they already know too. They know they know that I'm I'm not from here and that I speak Spanish. I mean, I, with, I mean, with me, right? 
I huh? got I got I got like three versions of discriminations. Um I went up and I'm trying to explain my point. You got one side telling me that I'm not Dominican. And then when I was talking with another um gentleman, he went up and tried to say that I'm faking to be a Latino just because of the way I look and sound. And then you have um white people that are like, oh, you're just a Spanish speaking N-word or whatever the case may be. So my thing is, is that certain people, they try to um, gaslight on who I am and everything like that. But at the same time, I know who I am. I'm an Afro-Latino. And when I tell people what I am, they want to go around and make their own conclusions and try to tell me that my Dominican card is, is taken away and stuff. But I'm like, uh, you, look, look, you can't listen to fucking people on YouTube that be talking shit like that. Because a lot of, that's why I don't be spending too much time on YouTube anymore. Because me, I noticed... I noticed that these people, they're totally fucked in the head. You understand what I'm saying? And they have <laughs> they, they have no other outlet than to come onto fucking YouTube and talk a bunch of bullshit and a bunch of nonsense that they don't have no fucking idea what they're talking about. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah have, it's, like, it's like they like they deny the Afro-Latino. And, and like I said, uh, we have Roberto Clemente on tape talking about how he was treated just like any other black person because he was a black man. And not only that, uh, there's another dude. Oh my God. It was a Cuban dude um, that was in the Negro Leagues. Uh, it was a Cuban. Uh, and Manuel, they... Manuel Cocaina Garcia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, debuted yeah. in the Negro Leagues in 1927. And, 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 and there he was... played there for nine years. For nine years. And he went back and, and lived in Venezuela where he died when he was an old man because what? The discrimination in the U.S. was too much for him. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened to him. It, even his, his nickname, Cocaina, came from the fact that people thought he was retarded when he played because he looked like he was dropped and he could not concentrate himself when he was playing in the Negro Leagues. But he was an excellent Cuban baseball player. And these people played among African-American people, which is the reason why I keep explaining that we cannot expect solidarity from a sector that never has never walked our path. Well, when 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 before Jackie Robinson broke, broke the, uh, the color barrier in the, in the majors, they actually made the Dodgers play in Cuba for spring training. So the other players could get used to the idea of being around other black people. Yeah. Um, talking about that, as far as um, Dominicans is concerned, um, I've, I've read that there's that there was a player by the name of Tetelo Vargas, which is a state, yeah. Yeah. which Tetelo. is um, a, which yeah. is um, how should I say? Uh, that there's a stadium that is actually yeah. named after yeah. him. Yeah, so that, that, that's that's my that's my that's my hometown in the Dominican Republic, in San Pedro de Macorís. Wait a minute, me too, though. Like, yo, what like what's your last name? I'm not gonna say what my last name is. Ah. But <laughs> no, no, I'm not, no. I'm just saying we might be cousins. I'm just. I'm saying. not. No, but uh, 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 say, say yours, and he'll tell you, and he'll tell you if, if someone is related. It's in San Pedro de Macorís. I, I I just spent a month in DR. And oh, I spent I spent all of March in the. I'm very familiar with that stadium. That's where the um, the the the, the team of San Pedro de Macorís se llama Las Estrellas Orientales. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my cousin, my cousin, God rest his soul. Um, 
Elgajo Batista. He was the coach of Robinson of Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano. Yeah. My yeah. my my other cousin, um, Julio Cesar Franco. Well, you know, he he actually played until he was like forty eight, and he was still playing in the major leagues. Um, but that's because mostly, and I've said it many times, uh, Dominicans are the leading uh, sportsmen in baseball. You guys are the best. That's right. facts. That is facts. Come on. Yeah. And, and it, for example, Big Papi. If nobody yeah, would say that Big Papi was a Dominican and we were in during the Jim Crow era, where do you think he'll play? Oh, yeah. Well, it's oh, not yeah. just him. You look, you look at Vladimir Guerrero is another one. Yep. Vladimir Guerrero, um, who, who, uh, 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 the, the pitcher, the guy from Boston. Oh, God damn. Uh, Pedro, Pedro Martinez, Pedro Martinez. Uh, do you Pedro mean the, uh, Oh, yeah. The, the, guy, the guy that he pitched all those years for Boston before, they, before he, he moved on. Pedro Jose, Jose went to see him play when he was nine years old. He knows what you're talking about. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Even 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 Mulatos like Manny Ramirez. Okay, okay. I'll go before that. How about uh, Denise, Rico Calci we... and, and the Alou brothers? Uh, let, let's. Uh, what Jose Alou, wants yeah. to say. Give me, one Alou, yeah. Give me one second, guys. What happened, Jose? Can we stay on topic, please? I mean, look, it's already been established that I'm the oldest person in here. You don't have to make it so obvious. Oh, no, that's that's just a joke. <laughs> but not seriously, going back to the original uh, topic that we're talking about, guys, uh, I hope, mm -hmm. and I'm going to start taking uh, closing statements from you guys. Um, I'm going to give each one of you three minutes uh, to wrap up your thoughts. Um, but it has, there's over more overwhelming evidence that people in its majority were not considered, uh, we're not factor in segregation. And I can bet you my left tit, the black looking folk did not migrate from Latin America here in large numbers during Jim Crow era. It's the same thing that has been debunked when it comes to African folk. African people did not came here during slavery. Why? Because we knew what was brewing out here. They knew what was being brewed out here. So nobody is going to um, come over a country that's going to treat you like crap. So in reality, our people, like I said last night, have always gone where we get paid but also this is an opportunity to show people and slow taps hispano taps and also the common latino folk that tends to follow these spaces that you should not expect any solidarity from morons that don't even know what they're talking about they want to talk about how patria and this patria and that how they are proud people and proud to be latinos in the meantime they are adopting talking points that assimilated them to Americans, erasing completely their Latino culture. 
So that is something that a lot of people have to start factoring in if you keep on being on these spaces, listening to people that are not culture, that don't know what they're talking about, that don't even know what they're subscribing to. They don't know the origins of stuff. And it's basically what Radical said at the beginning. People that read like me, Radical Latino, Maceo, Jose, Rakim, even Don Armando, we like to read and understand things. Even Uli, he's not here, but also I've had the same conversations with Uli and, and Robert Lee. We read stuff. So to be honest with you, uh, we need to start making smarter decisions today that work to our benefit, but understanding that Latinos can judge other groups based on what we have not lived through, which is the, one of the purposes of me explaining this a little bit. If you are Latino, you did not experience Jim Crow. You were not enslaved by uh, British descent Americans. You do not understand African-Americans and that it's okay. But don't come to the spaces saying, lift yourself up by the bootstraps when America purposely put African-American people in monopoly jail for decades so that we could benefit alongside them of the bigger pieces of the cake and then have the audacity to come at these people that didn't have anything but the cardboard of the cake and tell them that they're not doing anything. We should be ahead of them in many, 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 many businesses and financial aspects, and we are not. And the reason I'm saying this is not because I'm trying to bash Latinos, but I'm trying to make Latinos wake up. You're supposed to be ahead financially, intellectually, and emotionally than African-Americans. Meanwhile, we're still at the bottom. What did we do with our white privilege? That's something that you should ask yourself every freaking day. Without being said, I'm going to go to Jose with his final thoughts, then Maceo, Rakim, and Don Armando. So Jose, final thoughts, you have three minutes. Okay, uh, well, first of all, thank you on your platform, um, you know, and the fact of the matter is, welcome back. You've been solely missed. Uh, this has been very educational. Of course, like I said before, I'd rather say very little and, and just soak it up like a sponge than to speak a lot and say, say gobbledygook. Um, because we have too many people that are actually saying that. Uh, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure to, you know, to interact with intelligent people. And I just want to let people know that um, if you haven't, please subscribe to Uncommon Sense with Jose Negron. Uh, so I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, are we going to have a backstage or we're not? We're not going to have a backstage today um, or... because I'm limited a little bit of time. Uh, we might have probably 10 to 15 minutes stop. Denise? So if you want to stay 10 to 15 minutes stop. I'm here. Can you guys Denise? hear me? Yes. It's only Jose. I'm going to put yeah, you backstage, Jose. Okay. I hear no you. Problem. No problem. So, uh, Maceo, final thoughts. 
Um, it was a good stream. I stayed longer than than I was intending to, but it was a, a good stream. A lot of good uh, information was given. Um, again, I I'm go I'm gonna disagree, but my disagreements are basically more based on ignorance than anything else because I'm not really uh, sure when it comes to other Latinos' experiences here in the U.S. because I've been all too caught up studying my own history and so on and so forth. So. Um, but I'm glad I, I I'm glad I stuck around, and I don't really have much to say other than that. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak. No, no, thank you for coming up here. Always with facts, I appreciate. You know, even when people disagree with me and and disagree with facts and and knowledge and intelligence, for Christ's sake, and you're one of those. So it was a pleasure, and I I love that you overstayed. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So, I'm going to put you by stage. I don't know if you want to stay. If you don't, that's um, completely okay. Uh, I, I took melatonin before I even came out. I'm going to go to bed. I'm no going problem. to bed. No problem. Get some rest, okay? All Take right, care, Marcelo. All right. Okay. All righty. Now, um, Don Armando and then Rakim. Don Armando, final thoughts? Well, my final thoughts is that um, there's a lot of um, history that is not being um, written, I guess, written or um expressed because some of the older generations are dying out so my thing is that i'm trying to um, make a documentary one of these days on how people lived during the 1950s until now so hopefully we could actually um disperse this knowledge amongst people since there's a lot of ignorance being around and being spewed here on um youtube so hopefully we could kill this ignorance with um, intelligence. That's my final thoughts. Definitely, definitely. A very powerful closing statement. I'm going to put you backstage, Don Armando. Thank you for tuning in and joining the panel with your with your knowledge as well. Now, Rakim, that has been <laughs> very quiet today. I'm sorry. We talked too much. Uh, you have three minutes. Uh, final thoughts for today, Rakim. Well, thanks again once, Denise, for allowing me to be on your platform. And um, I think this was a great stream. And um, it's, I, I agree. Can, can you hear me all right? Yes, I can hear you. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. See, here's the thing that people are not understanding when it came to segregation and Jim Crow laws. You had a few Latinos that was affected in, in maybe, well, maybe in Texas because most of black people were everywhere throughout Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Arkansas, Oklahoma, all throughout the South. We, we, we were everywhere where Mexicans, which was made up the bulk of the Latin population at that time, were only in Texas and California, maybe in Arizona and New Mexico. I don't know what was going on in Arizona and New Mexico, but a lot of these, besides like, those lynches that took place in texas and a few you know you're not allowed here signs the discrimination you, you can't compare black people were literally hunted black people were hunted black people had to develop what you call the green book if any of you all are not familiar with the green book in african oh, American yes. history look oh, it yes. up places, black people had the, yeah. places that you cannot go out of fear of getting lynched or out of fear of being killed and thrown into the backwoods in mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee, because before then, it was no highways. Before all of the highways was created in the 1957 Highway Act, it was no highways. So black people had to travel through these towns and literally had to use bottles to relieve themselves 
in fear of not stopping, actually had to get gas and different things like that. So uh, it, it doesn't compare. You have, and the reason why a lot of people will not be able to relate to black Americans in their plight is because you have a lot of anti-black racism within Latin America. And let's just keep it real. It is what it is because, you know, during the inception of the Spaniards conquering a lot of these places, a lot of them accepted African slaves under, you know, under their caste system. And the slavery may have not have been as harsh under one condition. You just know your place as long as you know that you're not equal. So a lot of things have went unsaid. When the civil rights movement transpired, yes, you had the birth of the young lords, you had the birth of the brown barrettes, but the only reason you had the birth of those organizations was because of the Black Panthers. Once the civil rights and the Black Power movement popped off, a lot of other groups looked at that as an as an opportunity to get the things that they have may have uh, that they may have wanted. But due to discrimination, they just kept their heads down and kept working. And that's what a lot of things are not being said. You have this lady, Sophia, in uh, in the comment section saying that uh, Mexico lost Texas and uh, California. Yeah, that's 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 slavery. backwards. That's false. That's, that's, false. that's backwards history. Really do, yeah, you should really do your research. Yeah, that's, that's um, backwards history because, like I said before, uh, Mexicans never were never affected by Jim Crow and and also uh on top of that that was not what started the war and um, it wasn't we'll just, it was never about defending no. ADOS ADOS no. if anything were freed and emancipated because they grew in numbers and after was it not Turner um it was uh, he was white people got one. scared yeah, he wasn't the only one. It was yeah. multiple slave revolts. It was slave yeah. revolts in they, Louisiana, yeah. Alabama. It was multiple slave revolts that had transpired. And that turn is just the one that everybody knows because his story is the one that's been told the most. Yeah, but, they, they were scared. They were legit yes. scared. They, and they on was top of that, yeah. They, they was and then, yeah, and then on top of that, you had the fact that many of these people mismanaged wealth because Americans and what American and, and, and British people, aside from the heritage having common, it's that they don't know what to do with money. They don't know how to administer money properly. And they always go into crisis. So even this country, this country has only been out of debt since its inception in 1776, only six years. It has always been in debt. So to be honest with you, um, it's it's very confusing to me that people did not watch the stream, but then now want to uh, uh, comment. You know, uh, Poblano, watch the stream. You and, guys, um, find me find me a proof, tangible proof of a piece of history that said that Mexican, even the, the not white passing ones, live among colored people in Jim Crow era. And I would just say this as well, Denise, like when you look back on on these times, the thing is, was what's transpiring is that you have people that feel like within other groups, even within the Latin groups that feel like black people should not get any any of these things that they're advocating for due to how they feel, how they how they racially feel about black people. Let's just keep it real. And even though black people have fought and bled for everything that we have, nothing was given to us. Nothing has been historically given to us. Everything we have to fight for and take, you know, and we don't have a home country to go to. This is it. This is all we got. This is ground zero for us. So we have to stay and fight. We don't have a, another country of origin. And yep. 
and with with that being said, if you look into the history of besides Cesar Chavez with uh with what was going on over in California, I'm not aware. I didn't you you're not gonna see any first off, the numbers were significantly small compared to uh the numbers of today within uh people uh of Latin descent coming to the United States because majority the bulk of Latin America didn't come to the United States till after the 1965 Civil Rights Bill. Absolutely. Majority, if you look, if you look at the numbers, the 80s. yeah. If you look at the numbers, that's why I showed the graphic. I think people did not notice that that it was up until after even the inception of literally the inception of public law 1934 happened in the 70s. And if you notice, the migration from Mexico skyrocketed after the 70s. That was after the concept the concept of Hispano or Hispanic was created. And that benefited Latin American people of Spanish descent, Spanish speaking people. So of course we migrated in large numbers after we got benefits out here, not before. Yes, and I just wanted to say something to Daniel because Daniel, you usually say a lot of things, uh, some things that I do agree with. Black people don't speak from a perspective of who had it worse. Because one thing you got to understand in this country, if, if black people don't move the needle, it don't get done. Every other group capitalizes off black people's movements. Let's just keep it a buck on that. You've never seen any movement with any other group that was started, that created, that had an impact unless it was done by, by black Americans. And I'm not saying that to look down on any other group. Every group, once civil rights popped off, every group rallied and created a similar movement to be able to get the benefits to take advantage of what was transpiring at that time. They waited for black Americans to go on the forefront first and everybody followed behind because it was safer doing that. So, because and there was no also, there was also precedent, which is what me and Roddick are going to touch based on. It's, it's very easy to tell African-Americans, well, let's not do like uh, oppression Olympics. Of course, because if we go to the Olympics and we compete with African-Americans for oppression, you're going to notice that your trauma is ordinary and African-Americans people is not. Yeah, and just like, for instance, the things that we've spoken about before, I got my, my great-grandfather made it to the city that I'm from to escape the Klan. He was going to be lynched if he had not left Arkansas. You know, like, my family de descends from Arkansas, Mississippi, and Alabama. That trauma, generations, is passed down. Just like for learning Spanish and learning about different Latin music and various things like that, it's passed down. I'll just say, you know, this one thing, Denise, because I know you're going to end your stream. Even when you look at the jingles of ice, like the ice cream jingles, when you look at any, many, mighty mo, different things, all of these things derive from a racist, racist jingles, all like the, the way blackface and different things like that. A lot of people, practically a lot of people not only don't know the history here, but they don't care because it's all about, you know, trying to get yours and you know get yours for your group and i and i understand that but just don't be disingenuous with it just say it say what it is you know and i can respect that a little bit more but a lot of people just don't know much about black american history and do and let's just keep it real due to the anti-blackness within a lot of these other countries they rather not acknowledge it 
whatsoever altogether. You know, it's still, you know, Mimi Penguin in Latin America. That's a racist character of, of a black person, a kid as a monkey and his mother as a mammy. You know, those parts of Latin America where they was doing blackface. You know, so like recently, this is not like ancient times, anything like that, where discrimination in, in, in certain parts of Latin America is blatant. But they never had a civil rights movement. And due to the with the inception of the country, a lot of people were just taught to, you know, to be at the bottom and, you know, not acknowledge their African ancestry. The the communities in Veracruz over in Mexico are just now getting recognition recognition for acknowledging them being of African descent down there in that area of Mexico. So that, let's just not like gaslight and act like this is all in black people's imagination. Because one thing about us, we experience the worst and we know, you know, you can try to gaslight us and try to give it into different forms and shapes. We know when a person is discriminatory. We know when a person is, you know, anti-black. We know, we know this, we can feel it. We know it, you of know, course. so when people, when people say things like that, you know that people are just being uh, disingenuous and, and dishonest because not even that our history goes way back before the civil rights movement and we've built and established things in the United States. We've invented so much and we've accomplished so much for a group that was practically under duress living in this country. So that's all I got to say, Denise. Once again, great stream. I really you know, appreciate you having me up to the stream and you guys have a good night. Thank you once again. Absolutely. Have a nice one. I'm going to put you in the backstage for Kim. Don't go anywhere. Whew, guys, today, like I said, I told y'all yesterday and early today that this stream was not going to disappoint. Okay. We have a continuance of punching down on the fallacy and the manufactured lies that we have been told and, and fed as our actual history in Gringolandia. Now, if you want to know more about this, me and Radical Latino are going to sit down one-on-one, -on -one, one of the, not to be cocky, right, but two of the most intellectual content creators on this YouTube corner are going to sit down and create a master class about PL934. If you want to know what that is, stay tuned. I'm going to announce it on my Instagram. And that brings me back to let you guys know and remind you to follow me on my Instagram so that you can stay in touch with me. You can comment on whatever I post. And sometimes I put stuff about my life, what I'm doing, stuff that's happening in Latin America and in Gringolandia as well with our lives as a gringo out here. So definitely, guys, if you want to stay in touch with the stuff that I do and what I talk about, and also do not want to miss what me and Radical Latino are cooking up as a masterclass, make sure that you follow me on my Instagram. Definitely, guys, I think there was no more appropriate topic for Juneteenth and Father's Day than what we touch on today. So, guys, if you missed the beginning of this, uh, it's still going to be up. Uh, the prequel to this is on Radical Latino. Like I said, I'm going to put it in the description box below so you can watch the whole thing going down. Now, it's wild. Like I said, that's a wild stream. You might want to watch it because it's funny as hell. So I want to thank everybody that showed up. Guys, don't let nobody lie to you. Latinos were never affected by Jim Crow laws and most of the community is not going to be. 
it's only certain demographics that are going to be. I love something that uh, Daniel Valencia said, uh, you know, when he literally said, exactly like Latinos LARPing as indigenous today, they sure wouldn't want to be indigenous back then because of the consequences of that. And I agree with him a thousand percent. Because to be honest with you, it's only, it's all fun and games to call yourself something that you know you're not until it's time to be that same thing. With that being said, guys, this has been another stream. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'll see you guys later. Latin Splainers, thank you very much for tuning in on a Sunday. Until the next show. Bye.